Welcome to the Skeptic's Guide to Investing with Steve Davenport and Clem Miller. Every two weeks, Steve and Clem bring you brief investment insights you may not find anywhere else. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Here are Steve and Clem. Welcome, everybody, to Skeptic's Guide to Investing. I'm Clem Miller, and today Steve Davenport and I are going to talk about personal finance top five or how to start adulting with respect to personal finance. Steve and I will dig into the steps you need to take when starting out to bring order and financial well-being. When I think of finance, I find it hard uh, to pick where you start in discussing it. Steve, as you've been focused on financial wellness with other CFAs in Atlanta, and now other societies in the world, what did, your, what did your group come up with for personal finance top five? Um, thanks. There are a lot of lists out there. And I just want to say, as we start the new year, no list is perfect. Great is the enemy of good. Let's just get started doing some of these. And it's a great way to begin the year. It's a long journey, and every journey starts with a step. No, really. We look at two main areas of financial literacy, personal finance and investments. And we're going to do two different podcasts, one on personal finance and one on the top five tips for investing. We tackle personal finance today, but in the next few weeks, we'll start with the investments podcast. We want to be brief so that people start and don't feel overwhelmed. I believe we are in a time of great change where states are starting to require a class in financial literacy. Currently, 24 states are in the progress of some requirement. For those adding it, I hope we can help with some of the work done across CFA societies and nonprofits around the world. So, Steve, what uh, what made these top five? Let's get to it. Number one, pay yourself first. Start any budget with paying for your future. Number two, budget for needs and wants. Put it on paper and be 60% successful. Share it with your friends and be 80% effective. Number three, spending in your plan. Take your time. Don't rush when you're buying something. The big buttons that marketers put on the phone app and the frictionless pay with Apple Pay and other vehicles make it very easy for you to spend. And that's because they want to make it easy. Number four, emergency fund. Expect the unexpected so you can sleep better at night. Number five, debt management for your best credit score. These are high-level ideas, and you can apply them in a rigorous or casual way. The important thing is to think about them and start taking action one day at a time. So, Steve, on the first point that you made about paying yourself first, how do you actually do that? Pay yourself first means that before you pay the rent or the car gets budgeted, You have made a payment to your retirement account, your health savings account, and started or added to your emergency fund. You have to make sure that you come first. You work hard and you want to be thinking of the now and the future. You may want to get a certification or join a health club. No one has your best interest at heart as much as you do. You can get matching money from your employer in a 401k. Your health plan can save you money when you start making the right choices. If you have elective surgery, then contribute to an HSA account. 
Some people have a travel budget or an account for a new car. These are your priorities. So think about them when setting up, but also for motivating yourself when things get tough. You know you're doing the right thing and you're doing things for your future. This is not easy. That is why some don't do it. It takes work, but most good things do. Pay yourself first is a great way to start. So Steve, okay, putting yourself first makes a ton of sense, but somebody has to pay the rent. So let's go to your second point, which is that you need to budget for needs and wants. Yes, there's a need to budget. Live with less your resources. I think when we think about it, the term budget has such a negative connotation in savings. I like to think about it as living with less. And living is a positive thing that you want to try to do according to your own plan and your own values. I think of it as the Steve company. And it takes a plan to do the right things to get spent on at a reasonable rate. We all want things to happen, but really it's about timing. I have a feeling that we might move into a house. It takes planning and effort to make it happen. Budgets are part of your long-term strategy. They tend to be one year, but if you can look longer in the future, good things happen with that too. When you look at the after-tax and 401k spending on the paycheck, here is when the fun starts. You need to look into your needs, rent, transportation, utilities, food, insurance, and your wants. Out, eat out, entertainment, clothes, travel. There's a common goal framework, 50, 30, 20. 50% needs, 30% wants, and 20% savings. These are goals. These are guidelines. What do you think about these guidelines, Clem? So I would say, you know, talk, you know, touching on one point about buying a house, I think if you're young and, you know, you're looking uh, to buy a house, you know, this is a very big decision. And I know that with rates so high that a lot of young people are looking at that decision and saying, well, I, you know, I'll never be able to afford a house. I'm going to continue to rent. Uh, maybe not the right decision because over the long term, uh, real estate tends to, to go up in price. Home prices tend to go up. So, you know, this is something where you might want to, you know, spend some quality time thinking about what your long term uh, goals and objectives are with respect to, uh, you know, paying out rent uh, or um, taking some equity, even if that, even if it's expensive to uh, to undertake that right now with uh, with current rates. So that would be my my thinking on that. Um, but I would also say that you know, you know, spending obviously is an important issue too. And Steve, I know that you want to talk about spending. So that's your number three point. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about you know, what your thinking is on spending? Spending is the dirty word at number three. We are a consumer-driven culture. We watch the videos, shows, and advertise style and how much it should affect how I dress and see myself. We are all going to be fine. Let's give each other, ourselves and each other, um, a break on what we, we need to dress up. I think these should involve some generosity to yourself and to others. 
marketers have figured out what text color and button size helps us buy more. The elimination of friction in purchases, just pass your phone over the register. Life is wonderful. Making it easier for you to spend can't be in your best interest. Take your time, think about decisions. The item will most likely be there. And when people think about a decision overnight, 80% of the time they don't go back. Um, I think you just need to calm down and take your time. Be gentle and don't say, I need this. I have to have this. Most of the things in life that are most enjoyable are free. A walk, meditation, um, ability to exercise, those things are all um, well within your control. And I think spending is one of the things that, you know, most people have trouble with. Take your time and think about it. How does it fit with your goals and your long-term plan? Yeah. And, um, you know, to that point, uh, prime delivery from Amazon doesn't actually help either to be able to buy things online and have it delivered right to your, right to your door. I um, think there's a reason for that one. Yeah, right. Uh, so, you know, obviously I like those thoughts. So how about your, uh, your point, uh, number four, uh, which, uh, has to do with an emergency fund. Yeah. An emergency fund is something we should have started this one, but I think the others set the plates for this to happen. Um, when you have identified your savings, needs, and wants, the heavy lifting has been done. We believe you should have six months worth of needs on hand so you can go on when an injury or another crisis hits your life, job loss being main one. Acting is always better than reacting. A flat tire or a new pair of glasses should not cause a lot of pain. You don't know what could happen, so you make room for it in your budget and you sleep better. You can't quantify all the benefits or all the risks. We prepare for some event and we are thankful when it isn't needed. Emergency fund is not a solution for everything, but it is a great step in that direction. It could be two months and you build it up to eight months. There is no perfect answer. You decide as an adult what makes you feel best. When I think of this, I think this should be invested in several ways. What way do you think you should invest on um, your safety uh, emergency fund, Clem? So when I was young, um, you know, obviously now I have a lot of investments. And so I can tap those in the event of some, you know, major emergency. Um and have a plenty of plenty of money left. Uh, but you know, when I was younger and considerably uh, poorer, uh, I did have an emergency fund, but you know, it was it was rather meager. It was rather thin. Uh, but then again, uh, at the time, I was you know I was healthy. Uh, I had a job. Uh, I was building my future. So. An emergency fund is important. You got to put money away. I wish I could have put more money into an emergency fund because who knows what what could have happened. Um, you know, I was lucky to have health insurance, obviously, through my jobs. So, yeah, I mean, an emergency fund is important. It uh, It depends on what your needs are. I mean, obviously, if you're in an industry 
where there's a lot of job turnover, a lot of layoffs. Uh, you know, certainly you would want to have a higher emergency fund in those circumstances. Uh, if you have health needs uh, that may not be fully met by health insurance, you'd want to have a higher emergency fund. So it really depends on on your individual circumstances. But just know that an emergency fund is necessary. So when I go to the last tip on the list, number five. Yeah, what is that? What is that? Uh, what is number five, Steve? Credit or debt. They mean the same, but credit sounds so much more credible. <laughs> when you don't have all the money for a large purchase of a house or a car, you may need to borrow from a bank or another entity. On a $30,000 car, you might put down $10,000 and finance or borrow $20,000 at a certain interest rate. You might spread this over four years or 48 months and at a theoretical interest rate of say 12%. When you start and you have no history of paying bills, that, that rate's pretty high. As you borrow and show good payment habits, then the rates get lower. People who have a better credit will save almost $200,000 during their lifetime from lower rates. Let me repeat that. People, and this is a Fed study, should would have saved 200000 with better credit during their lifetime. Let's sign up for that. I think the most important thing that you can do is to use auto pay. This simplifies your life and prevents late fees or charges. There is a system with your credit score with the credit agencies, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. They have a scoring sheet for each individual. Very demeaning to reduce me to a number, but this is the world we live in. So let's make the number as good as possible. The five areas and weights are your payment history, you pay people on time, 35%. The amount owed, is it 30% of your credit or more? This is 30% weight. The length of your credit. How long have you had the credit card and how long have you paid it without missing? The types of credit. There's auto credit, there's mortgage credit. Those are considered good because there's assets attached. And credit card bills are considered less good because it's nothing that they can attach to in terms of that credit. And new credit. Have you added new cards at every shopping center? that you visit. Looking at your credit and focusing on it can yield immediate results from your diligence. Credit matters. So do things you can to improve your scores. Scores, so, more money. <laughs> so Steve, before we go to, to the to the mailbag, uh, I just want to make one comment on, uh, on what you were just talking about. I think that, uh, you know, if you're a student and even if your parents can pay for everything, uh, and of course, I didn't have that experience of parents paying for everything. But let's say you are a student and your parents are paying for everything. It still makes sense for you to take out student debt. Uh, and the reason for, for that is so you can build up your credit score, build up your credit record. So when you when you're off on your own, you know, you're not starting with zero and still dependent on your parents. So. You want to start building that credit record when you're in when you're in college, uh, with that uh, with that uh, student loan debt. Um, yeah, and- I think the student loan debt gets paid after you're out of college, though. So I, I encourage people to do at least one utility 
If you're living off campus, put a utility in your name and make sure it's on auto pay. Yeah. You know, I think that utilities tend to be less than $100 and you can easily build up your credit with that. And I think the other thing to do is to auto pay your credit card and keep your credit card in a drawer, not on you all times, so that it is only there for purposeful decision making. I, I a thousand percent uh, agree with that. You know, use use the credit card, but then uh, but then pay it back right away. Okay, so the Steve, mailbag. Clem. Yeah, Steve. Let's let's turn to the mailbag, and I see here, uh, what is not included in your top five, but you know just got cut out. So what what was what what would be like number six or number seven? So fraud. And watching out for your personal information. Um, there is a lot of fraud out there in terms of phishing, in terms of emails sent to you asking you to click on this opportunity that you just can't live without. Um, there's a plenty of people calling, trying to get your personal information, your social security, your date of birth. They have one or two pieces of information and they need a third. So watching out for your information and watching out for fraud is one easy way, you know, the average fraud is about $500. And that happens to be the average amount that people have saved. So if you don't want to wipe out that emergency fund, or you've got to watch out. And what do you think should have been included, Clem? So, you know, maybe this is something that you could say was, you know, has already been included under budget, but it would be something I would, uh, I would certainly emphasize. And that is looking at, you know, expenses that are sort of empty expenses. You know how they talk about empty calories, you know, alcohol being an empty calorie. Well, it's also an empty expense. I'm not saying don't drink. I'm just saying consider whether you're putting a lot of your uh, your budget into, you know, things like alcohol or, uh, you know, fast food or or whatnot. Not only is it can it be bad for your health, it can also be bad for your wallet. So I would be very careful about uh, about uh, expenses like that. Sure. So let me just summarize. Uh, keep your head up and take care of yourself. You're the one who's most concerned about your financial wellness. One, pay yourself first. Make sure that you put money away for things that you want and that are part of your plan. Budget for your needs and wants. Look at the things, understand what you can't get rid of and what you can. As Clem said, look at those ones that are uh, light on calories or light on uh, value. So spend on your plan. Take your time. Think about what works for you. And don't rush when you know there's an opportunity for you to just pass your phone over the register. Number four, emergency fund. Put away six to eight months, eventually, of your need money so that you have the money if something happens to your job or something happens to your health. Number five, debt management. It's a big one, and but it also has a big advantage. 200000 if you do it well during your life. Um, I think that it's something you can do, and I think it's something that you want to do to try to manage your financial wellness going forward. If you want to get the house you you've got to have the credit to do it. So Clem, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, just one thing. I think that um you know, don't think of this stuff 
about personal finances being a burden. You know, you should take a, a positive psychological attitude towards this. Be optimistic. You know, think to yourself, you know, if I do these things, uh, then, you know, I'll have the financial flexibility to be able to do what I want in the future. And not just, you know, at some distant retirement if you're young, but, you know, in the nearer term too. You know, if I save money now and I, I don't spend on this or don't spend on that or develop good credit, I'll be able to, you know, take that vacation uh, or I'll be able to, you know, maybe buy a slightly nicer car sometime down the road. So be just be able to fly home and visit my parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I would just say, you know, hang in there and take a positive attitude and, and realize that, you know, the future can be a lot better than the present for you uh, if you take steps and sort of hang on to those steps. Yeah, I mean, I think it's about attitude and effort. And if you start it and you get to going, I think you develop some um, some confidence and that confidence leads to you doing even better. So let's just get started. Let's start 2024 in the right way. Thanks again for listening to Skeptic's Guide. And uh, we hope you enjoy this and hope you enjoy all of our podcasts. Thanks, Steve. The views shared on this podcast represent the personal investment views of the hosts. They are for educational purposes and not meant to be taken as investment advice. Listeners should consult their own investment, legal, and tax advisors. Past performance of any investments is not a guarantee for future return.